0: I have to tell you guys kind of what's been going on with me lately. I've been kind of in a funk and I realized it was happening and I wasn't entirely sure what was going on until I started to look inward and get some answers. And I realized that what happened was I wasn't in tune with my passionate energy for the podcast at least not like I had been previously. This is something that I normally am so passionate about that I cannot wait to have the time to come and record for you guys and speak my truth from my alignment with my source energy, because I feel the inspiration and the passion and the joy and happiness that it brings in my life. And that's what drives this whole project, the whole thing comes from this feeling of goodness that I get when I'm inspired to talk about something with you guys. And I feel like I had kind of lost it. And some of the episodes that I've recorded did not, well, they just weren't up to par with previous ones where I knew there was that element of passion in it. And some of these did not have that. And it really felt forced and like a chore like a responsibility, but a responsibility that I didn't want. And I really felt like I had to look at that. And I think a lot of it has to do with launching because once the podcast was launched, I felt this sense of heaviness come with it because now I have people relying on me, right? I have an obligation. I've made a promise and I have always been the type of person to be true to my word. If I say I'm going to do something, then I do everything in my power to do that. I like to be my true, authentic, sincere self. And I consider myself a genuine person because that's how I feel. And that's the kind of energy that I want to attract back. And I am that. So I felt like maybe I was trying a little too hard to push all of this and the ease wasn't there anymore. And with the ease being gone, the passion was gone, and the feeling good was gone. And I was struggling to be in that good space that I am encouraging all of you to do. And, you know, it's okay. I'm not giving myself a hard time about it, because that's all part of the process. And I get that. I understand that we have these contrasting experiences to help us clarify what we want and that it's a good thing. And I appreciate the fact that I realized that that was happening and I was able to look into it and address it. And I'm happy to report to you that I have found that feeling of passion and feeling good again as I sit here talking to you right now. But I am doing this episode a little differently than I normally do. My usual process is when I feel inspired for an idea, I make a bunch of notes because normally I'm not able to just come right in and record. For you guys, I have to kind of get my thoughts out and down in a note so that I'm able to refer to that when I am able to sit down and record. It's not ideal. I think that you guys can hear the passion, right? You can hear the authenticity when I'm talking and I'm feeling those things in the moment. That kind of thing permeates through my words and you can feel it and sense it. And that is really what I want to be doing every time that I sit to record for you guys. But because of life, it's just not always possible. So I normally make a bunch of notes and then I refer to those notes and I organize my thoughts and I kind of make bullet points on the things that I really want to touch on so that I'm sure to touch on all of the inspiration that has occurred to me on that topic because I want to tell all of it to you. you know. I want to portray all of the juicy, wonderful goodness that has occurred to me. But I'm in a unique situation right now where I have the house to myself and the inspiration to record came to me and I'm able to just come in here and talk to you. So I have no notes in front of me. I am just talking to you. I am allowing myself to be in alignment with my inner being and allow whatever needs to come through to come through. And I did do a little meditation before I turned on the microphone. I set my intentions for goodness for this episode. And now I'm just going to jump in and see what comes forth. I'm Dr. Williams, and this is my podcast. I have two graduate degrees in psychology, am a licensed mental health counselor, and an expert in the area of spirituality. I am devoted to living my best life, and am sharing it with all of you. I'm bringing my expertise, education, and life experiences to you through this podcast. Everyone deserves to enjoy life, and that is what I'm here to talk about. Depression, anxiety, grief, you name it, we all go through it at one time or another. I believe there's a better way to come at these things than mainstream mental health care offers, and I'm here to offer you my perspective and dig into discovering how you can feel good no matter what life throws at you. It is my intention to contribute goodness to this world, and the content herein is how I do that. But one disclaimer before we dive in. Should you decide to apply the information offered here, be prepared for improvements in your life. You may even live happily ever after, and you'll only have yourself to thank. This is Feel Good Now, the Dr. Williams podcast. When I was meditating this morning, my mind wanders just like everybody else. And meditation, I've talked to you guys about how that's a practice, and it's something that evolves and gets easier and progresses. And my mind sometimes wanders to things that I want to know about, like questions that I have, universal questions. Things that I would want to ask my inner being or my source energy to answer. And then if something really occurs to me that I want to know about, I go to YouTube and I search for that topic in association with Abraham Hicks to see if Abraham has discussed that topic. Well, this morning it occurred to me that I wanted to know more about meditation. And if everyone is really able to do it, In the way that Abraham suggests that we meditate. So that's quieting your mind. Because I started thinking about different kinds of people who have different challenges and whether they're even able to shut off their mind at all. So that led me to researching can everyone meditate? And I did get some really interesting information from Abraham on the topic. Abraham was talking about how Not everybody has the ease of shutting off their thoughts, but there are other ways to use that time that you're devoting to your meditation, the 15 to 20 minutes, to still prompt manifesting the things you want into your life, lowering the resistance, focusing on things you appreciate, or visualizing in a way that gets you in that state of feeling good. Because really that's what the meditation process is for, whether it's a sense of peace or it's a sense of passion or feeling good. It's just, it comes down to feeling good in that moment, whatever that emotion is that is wrapped up in feeling good. So then I got more specific about what I wanted to know. And I really wanted to know about individuals with schizophrenia and whether they are able to focus their thoughts away. And that opened up so much information for me that I didn't even realize I was curious about, but I definitely was. And I'm sitting there listening to Abraham discuss the topic of schizophrenia. And I've always kind of been really intrigued with schizophrenia. When I was working at the community mental health center, one of them, we had someone come in to the office, To give us an experience of schizophrenia. And what they did is they had a machine. They had this contraption and you sat in a room and you put these things on your eyes. And what it did is it walked you through a scenario where you were able to be involved in what you were seeing and experience your other senses in a way that somebody with schizophrenia might experience it. And the experience was really eye-opening and kind of unsettling. I didn't really like it, but I also felt really intrigued by it because I realized that individuals who we have labeled as schizophrenic are really living a magical existence. They're experiencing things in ways that are outside of the norm. They see things, they smell things, they hear things that we don't. And I think that's why it's kind of scary for people. A lot of people are afraid of those who are experiencing schizophrenia, and I don't think that's necessary. There's nothing to fear. It's just different. Abraham explained that schizophrenia comes about because it is a change in perception. This really goes for anything that we have labeled as a mental health issue, whether it's emotional or cognitive, it's just a difference that has occurred based on the experience of the individual. And Abraham was talking about how it comes down to freedom. We all have a strong desire for freedom it's a birthright. It's something that we all have coming into this physical experience. Would you like to have an ad-free experience? I know you probably have my intro and my outro memorized by now, and maybe you just kind of want to cut out that ad space, this one right now that you're listening to, so that you can just get all of the content of the episode. Well, if that does sound like something that you're interested in, I've put together a Patreon account and I'm offering all of the episodes I've recorded so far without that extra stuff. So you just get the content. And I'm also going to be offering members early access to the newly released episodes. So I'll be putting those on Patreon several days before the episode releases on all the other episodes podcast platforms. So you'll be able to listen before everybody else. You'll also get access to the Dr. Williams pod. It's a community where we're going to be able to interact and know each other on a more personal level. I'm going to be offering some Q&As so that we can really dive into some of these topics and you can share your thoughts and I'll share my thoughts and we can have a dialogue going. I think that we all could benefit from that. So that's something else I'm going to be offering. In addition, I'm going to be putting together a lot of exclusive content, things that I'm working on, creative projects that I have that are only going to be available to those people who are members on Patreon. You can find the link to the Patreon in the show notes, and I'm also going to post on social media, so you should be able to find it on all of my pages there as well. I look forward to getting to know all of you guys better and engaging in some co-creating together. For now, I'll just get back to the episode. See you on Patreon. We all desire our freedom. We know before we come in that we are free to the utmost amount. There is nothing that can squash our freedom. The perception that our freedom is being squashed creates problems for us. Whether that's somebody externally trying to control us or a perception that we are not able to do that which we desire to do. But that creates problems for people because the desire for freedom is so strong that it will literally manifest in a different way. And that is what schizophrenia is. Now think about it. When I started thinking about that, I thought that makes a lot of sense to me. Based on the experience that I had when I was doing that schizophrenia training, I realized that there is a great deal of freedom in that because you're able to experience things that others are not. You can't squash somebody's freedom to the point where they don't get to experience things anymore. When these mental health issues start to really show themselves, it's as if the person is changing. It's as if they are creating a new personality altogether. They're becoming a different person. And that stems from that desire for freedom. If they feel like they don't have freedom here as this person, that desire for freedom is so strong, it will literally create A new person. How amazing is that when you think about it? That's how strong creation is. That's how strong individual freedom is. The desire for it. You want it so badly, you can literally change who you are in order to experience the freedom that you desire. That's big. Some of you may be thinking that that's contradictory because you look at mental health issues as bondage, as an issue, as a problem, as a challenge, as not as good as what you have. But you don't know what it's like for that person. You don't know what it's like to be in that experience of schizophrenia. Only that person does. It's impossible for you to know unless you're experiencing it. It is your perception of what they are experiencing that makes you think it's a bad thing. It's you projecting how you would feel if you were going through that and you're comparing that to what you're going through in your experience now. But that does not mean that that person is feeling the same way that you would. So then that thought carried on into something that goes back into my undergrad study. I went away to the University of Hawaii, Hilo, for my undergraduate study in psychology. And when you enroll in the college, you get an advisor assigned to you. And I was really fortunate because the advisor that I got, she is a brilliant mind. In my opinion, I think she's wonderful. I haven't talked to her in many, many years, but there was just something about her that told me that she really understood some things. In the field and she had a passion for it. And I could just tell that she kind of knew what she was talking about. Well, she and I kind of, we formed a good rapport and we had a relationship. And she shared with me some things that she and her colleagues in Germany were working on, some studies. They had been discussing the topic of empathy and whether empathy is even a real thing. And I just found that super fascinating. I've always been considered an empathic person. Empathy has always been kind of something that I have referred to myself as, and others have viewed me as that. And that's one of the things that the people that worked with me in a counseling relationship liked about me, because they said that I was an empathic person and that I could understand what they were going through. Well, my advisor after I graduated, we kind of emailed back and forth a couple times. I would have some thoughts about empathy and I would reach out to her. And one thing she shared with me is, you know how you say you have to put yourself in someone else's shoes in order to experience empathy? Well, what she said was even if you put yourself in someone else's shoes, you're still you in their shoes. You cannot remove yourself from that sense of self. It's impossible to do. Everything that you were perceiving in this physical reality comes from a sense of self. You don't know what that other person is feeling or experiencing. All you can do is impose your own perception of what you would feel or experience in the same situation. That made a lot of sense to me. That speaks true to me. Basically, what we perceive as empathy is really just a similarity of response. If somebody is telling me a sad story and I start crying while listening to their story, they perceive me as being an empathic person because they are seeing my reaction as similar to theirs. And maybe it is. Maybe we would have a similar reaction in that situation. It's a sad thing that happened. Most people would respond in a sad way. But the reasons as to why it's sad are going to be different based on your sense of self. It's going to have different degrees. It's going to be different in so many different ways that you could never completely feel or experience something the same way as somebody else. It's impossible. And that's why I'm a fan of selfishness, because people like to use that as a punishing word. You're being so selfish right now. Well, it's impossible not to. You cannot remove yourself from your life experience. You can't do it. Everything is from a selfish standpoint. What you can do, though, is consider your perception of what someone else is going through And offer it the respect and understanding that you can never truly know what it's like for them. And they can never truly know what it's like for you. And that's okay. And that's a good thing. We're here as individual creators of our experience. Whether you're doing it in a deliberate manner or not. If you're creating by default... That just means that you don't understand the law of attraction and how it's working in your life, and you're not molding it in the way that you want it to be. But everybody is creating their own experience. That applies to everybody. So when you perceive someone else as being sick or have a mental illness, that's just your perception. That's just your perception of them. But what they are experiencing is different. Than you. And I would advise to stop doing that. If you want to really do something for someone, if you really want to be there for them, if you want to love them, there's nothing better than being in your own state of feeling good, in your own state of appreciation, and holding them in your focus. If you can feel good while focusing on someone else, that's the best thing you can do for them. Do not see somebody's illness. Do not see somebody as less than anything. That's not doing anybody any good. It's not making you feel good because you're out of alignment when you're looking at things in that way. Because your inner being sees that differently. That's not doing anything for them because your perception of them makes them realize that you see them in that way. I've mentioned that's why Jesus was so Powerful. Jesus did not see anybody's illness. The vibration that he was being was so strong and dominant that people would be healed and return to health just being in his presence. You've got to consider what you're bringing to the table. What is your vibration? If you were the dominant vibration in the room, then anyone else in that room is going to match your vibration. So what is it you want to be vibrating? Are you going to choose to be illness and focus on that? Or are you going to choose to be wellness and focus on that? That's the best thing you could do for yourself and everybody else. And it all comes down to your sense of self, your selfishness. That's why it's a good thing if you're choosing to focus on something good. Your selfishness is only something negative when your focus is on negativity. I had more thoughts about that lack of freedom, that perception that freedom has been taken from you, which requires your creation to take a different avenue so that you can be free. It really aligns with the topic of government and this divide that we experience in our government. We all want freedom. And we've gotten this idea in our heads that the best way for us to live freely is by grouping up with other people who want the same things in life as we do. But that's not the truth. You don't have to do that. Everybody can have their own freedom and still create their own reality in whatever way they choose. You just have to stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and just focus on your own creation of your reality. If there is something in the world that you do not want to be in your experience, stop looking at it. Stop focusing on it. Recognize it as a contrasting force or experience or thing that's happening in the world that you don't want and allow that to be the clarity of what you really do want and then fully focus on what you want. But at the very foundation of it all is everybody's desire for freedom. We all have this right. And the only way that freedom is taken from you is if you give it up. That is the only way. Even if you were kidnapped and you were in some building somewhere, Being controlled by somebody else. They still cannot take your freedom if you know where it is and it's within you. How are you responding? What is your vibrational frequency? Even if you're in that situation and you're still vibrating high because you know how this works, you are going to manifest a change in that situation in your favor. I know it can be hard to imagine, and until you deliberately start doing this in your life and seeing it work, you're not going to believe it. I could say it until I'm blue in the face, and you're not going to hear it. It's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. This is something that you have to come to on your own. That's the point of living. It's more satisfactory when you're able to come to this knowledge on your own and realize your own power and that you are free. Nobody has control over you unless you allow it. Do you choose bondage or do you choose freedom? The choice is yours. That concludes this episode, but if you don't want to wait for the next episode to come out, I have more for you at drwilliamspodcast.com. You can learn more about me and my journey to podcasting, find all the ways to connect with me on social media, and there's a button to subscribe so you're the first to know what's new and upcoming. You also can shoot me an email at hello at drwilliamspodcast.com. You are so special to me, and your support does not go unnoticed. I want to support you too. This podcast is my outlet for growth, because when you teach something, you hold yourself accountable and apply the information in life. But the inspiration for these episodes comes in a variety of ways, and one of those is through you. I want you to feel like this is your show too. So send me a message and let me know which episode is your favorite and why. And tell me if there's a topic you'd want to hear me talk about. Your feedback applies to so many people, and your suggestion could change someone's life for the better. The best way to do this is by subscribing to the show and leaving a review through your favorite podcast platform. I really listen to you guys, and this dialogue feeds my soul. You say that you're a fan of me, but truth be told, I am a fan of yours. Everything is working out for each of us, and we're all in this together.